Well, welcome back, you motherfucking, you foot dragon ass, raggedy ass bitch. Well, damn, bitch. I'm I'm hallucinating. I'm like so tired. Because who is that even for? I don't know. I'm bulldozing my way through tonight. I've already begun drinking. Welcome back, friends. Yeah. Um, glad to have you. I'm uh, Scissor's upper body strength. Okay. And I am Judy Winslow. This is The Read. Thank you for coming back. It is indeed. And thank you for coming back. We will waste none of your time because I'm sure you're um, <laughs> icing your thighs after All-Star Weekend. <laughs> we'll just jump right into... <laughs> Into the festivities. This evening's Black Excellence um, is going to go to some upcoming film fun that I'm reading about on Because of Them We Can't. First of all, I actually heard about this, I think, a day or so ago. Uh, So Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to be writing a Superman movie that (gasps) J.J. Abrams is producing. I did not know that. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So I love Superman. I know he's not many people's favorite of the heroes. Um, and it seems like they can't really get that many like film adaptations of him correct. His video games are always trash. So hopefully, mm, yeah, this will be something a little bit better. Man of Steel was incredible. Like, I think that was the last. A uh, solo Superman is the lead film, and I've seen it maybe twice, three times. It's incredibly boring for the first chunk of it, but the last half hour is nuts. So hopefully they can, you know, fill the rest of the film out okay. with uh, just as much pleasure. I don't know if this is going to coincide with the, you know. I don't know if DC and Warner Brothers are even still trying to do a universe where these films link up. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I know that Zack Snyder is working on this Justice League director's cut that's supposed to be seven weeks long and is coming on (laughs) HBO Max soon, I think. I don't know. But when I heard about this, and I love J.J. Abrams stuff too, I got really hyped because, you know... The coats. I mean, is behind. <laughs> that is that is impressive. I'm excited for between the kryptonite and me. That's gonna be. I mean, good. but he also wrote like a lot of the really dope Black Panther stories as well. Oh, for the comic books. Yeah. Mm. So he's not even a stranger Festive. to like comicing things up. I wonder who they're gonna make uh, as the new Superman if. What's his face doesn't do it. That very incredibly fine white man. Um, yeah, I don't know, but maybe this will do for Superman what what the what the Spider Man movies of the early two thousands did for Spider Man. Because I but I don't know if Spider Man. I don't, I felt like people started caring about Spider Man after that. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I missed it, but I felt like niggas did not give a fuck about Spider-Man. No, no, I'm trolling. I'm trolling. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> See? Don't act like I don't know nothing. That's the Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire shit. And yes, then, that like, shit was crazy. That initial X-Men with Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart and Halle Berry. 
like that one. Yeah. That was like, oh, comics and movies. Like, right. let's do a bunch of it, I guess. To me, anyway. So and, and DC is uh, not really keeping up with Marvel's pace, if you ask me. As far Look as... Look at you knowing things. Listen, at, and knowing which ones are part of... I didn't even have to ask you what Superman DC... I already knew that. Mm-hmm. So... Wow, this, you know what that DC is. DC needs a win. Growth. <laughs> so. Also, it says here that um, the incomparable and ever so goddamn fine uh, Winston Duke is going to be playing Marcus yes, Garvey in yes, the film. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever it is, I'm fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm bringing my lights out to the eye pick and it's going to be a fucking party. Right. Doesn't even matter. All you need to do here is Winston Duke. Literally, as soon as you said his name, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever the yes, movie please. is, I don't Thanks. give a fuck. Tyler Perry Our can hire Winston Duke and I'm going. Yeah, what is it? What's happening? I'll be there. I'm fucking Say going. Less. Is he wearing some short shorts like he wasn't us? <laughs> so he's playing Marcus Garvey, like oh, legendary yes, God. revolutionary yes, God. activist journalist. We're ready. And Jamaican. And Harlemite. And as a Jamaican who's lived in Harlem, I feel like I really need to soak up a lot of this. Because I don't know too much of the Marcus Garvey story besides, like, the very basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see that as well as looking at Winston Duke. Oh, yeah. Possibly... I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for all of that. Yes, please. And don't even matter what he got on. <laughs> I mean, girl, pl- he's playing Marcus Garvey. He's probably going to have on a petticoat or a damn, and That's like, what I'm saying. Niggas back then wore they clothes. They wasn't like too tight, but they was form-fitting. You know, the nigga, mm-hmm. well, you, you saw the ass some... and the thighs and all that. Like, I'm just saying, I'm ready. Not you um, sexualizing Marcus Garvey. No, I'm sorry. I'm, well, Winston Duke is one of the very few men I feel that way about. Dionne Warwick says that there is a... Dion Warwick Netflix series in the works with Tiana Taylor on board to play her. Of course there is because she said yep. she said she wanted Tiana to play her. She so did. That was that. <laughs> and she said get to it. And she All meant right. it. Well, so, black excellence. There you have that. So these are things I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, because, you know, Tanahasi Coates and Nerdum. Uh, Jamaican Marcus Garvey and Winston Duke is fine. And also Dionne Warwick and Tiana Taylor is fine. So just sign me up. Great I want it all. all around, yeah. Um, so let me take a sip of my drink. Oh, and Tiana's babies are so gorgeous. Have you seen her kids lately? So Junie is a model. She She's is. She's a high fashion model. Um, Junie just is don't... gorgeous. If the category is face, drop out. <laughs> because like, you're not going to be able to catch up to oh, that man. beauty and regality. Wow. What an icon. Yeah, beautiful kids. Um, So uh, let's get into pop culture this week in Hot Dog. <laughs> Just spit, you know what? Just spit it out. Just spit it out. (laughs) So this, okay. I'm sorry. It's not funny. So (laughs) this week in Hot Tops, uh, Booty and the Blow Dicks. I thought you said it was funny. I thought you said it 
money, nigga. <laughs> It's because I laughed first, and I feel like when you laugh before a joke, uh, <laughs> like it's not funny anymore. You just set a high expectation no, for not it. Not when you do not, it. It doesn't matter. No, not when you do it. Anyway, I'm proud of that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, speaking of Tiana Taylor, did you watch the Coming to America sequel? Coming to America. I have not watched it yet because I have gotten wildly different reviews in mm. my in my message. So, I'm saving that for when a day that I don't have nothing else to do. I watched it yesterday. I watched it last night. Mm. How was it? Um, I felt like uh slightly bullied into it to be honest with you it was everywhere in the market oh yeah no they paid everybody girl damn like <laughs> every body they had posters on the inside of my eyelids girl they were like everywhere anyway um so yeah i decided to watch it coming to america is one of my favorite films one of the best comedies in the world if not the best and i expressed on a previous podcast that I <laughs> damn near just wrote it off altogether when I found out that it was rated PG-13. I just don't believe in, like, having a sequel walk back on a rating. Yeah. I just feel like that it's just... I understand that. Especially a fucking Eddie Murphy movie. Like, an R-rated Eddie Murphy movie is, like, <laughs> you know what... <laughs> the ballpark we're playing Yeah, in. exactly. So... I didn't know what to expect, but I also was hearing mixed things from people. I said, let me go ahead and watch it for myself. And it was fine. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's, I've gotten a lot of, it was cute. It was a good time. Nobody has said it was great. I definitely um, got a few genuine laughs in. It kind of felt like it felt like the original coming to America was like a young wild fuck nigga who just didn't give a shit. And this one is like a parent that mm. kind of has to set a good example <laughs> for its kids. Okay, okay. Sort of. And then was so it it was like lots of fan service and callbacks and all of that. Mm. Um it was fine. I also... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast? Listen. Ooh, that's very... That's a very deliberate choice of words, friend. I, um... I considered watching the original first. I've watched it dozens of times mm, in my don't life. Don't do that. That's not I was funny. like, I should watch Coming to America and then we'll pick up right at, you know... For that whole thing. Because I do like to do that with sequels. But then I thought, you know what? Let me just allow this film to exist on its own. Mm. Without, like, having to follow up with a film I know is just fantastic. Right. And I feel like that helped. I really feel like that helped it out. (laughs) Um, The fact that you didn't watch the clearly superior first movie. I just feel like that would have been unfair. Um, so, um, okay, yeah, yep. it was cool. That's what I thought. I had two concerns, and I was hoping you had watched it because, like, so 
Do you know the the plot at the very least? I do. And I have heard disturbing things about how the movie begins. Great. So let's start with that. Okay. Um, spoiler alert, three, two, one. So Akeem, mm-hmm. who is the king now, um, finds out that he has a son in Queens. And, you know, he's like, bet I'm going to get him so that I can have a male heir or whatever. But he finds this out through Simi, like reminding him of a night, the same night that they went to the club. Mm -hmm. He picks somebody up. Simi picks somebody up because he wanted to get some. And Leslie Jones, like, basically drugged him. Like, she smoked a blunt. And, like, got him high by way of that and then had sex with him to the point where he didn't even realize he had sex with her until talking about it yeah. in that moment. That's what And I they heard. just kind yep. of, like, treated it like, yeah, that was it. <laughs> like, like, this is an fact, okay thing. Not only did they treat it like it was fine, Leslie Jones was one of the funniest characters in the film. Damn. So she's not even, like, a dislikable character. They don't ever really address the fact that that shit happened. And my only other, like, WTF was, I don't remember them ever discussing him getting a blood test. It seemed like if you were going to find, uh, like, your son by someone who admitted that they were a hoe and ain't even sure if you're their daddy, like, you'd probably want to have science back that up. Absolutely. If you're trying to have him come and be the heir to a throne of this fucking fancy-ass country. I didn't... That yeah. felt like maybe it could have been. Mm-hmm. So those two things, <laughs> and they're at the black ass top of the movie. See, so <laughs> when I heard about the the uh, rape situation, I was like, "Yeah, how did nobody flag that? How did nobody flag that?" So you decided to make this a PG thirteen movie as opposed to an R one. Because you're like, you know, let's get as many people. That's my guess. You know, like, let's get all the Amazon eyes we can on it. Yeah. But you were like, yeah, the whole date rape drug thing. That's cool. No problem. And now I'm wondering why that falls under a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Seems to me that should automatically make it in our movie. So. Anyway. All right. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I will definitely wait till I don't have no homework. I was like confused by that. Other than that, yeah, I got a couple of laughs. I thought that it was a cute. It, it had little cute references and stuff. Um, yeah, very you cute, know. very fine. Somebody told me there's a song called Midnight Train to Wakanda, and I said that was bitch. Okay, so great, another spoiler. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, like at the uh, beginning, right? I won't say why. I won't say why. But literally, like, first five minutes of the film, sidebar on the sidebar, there are so many cameos in this film. But anyway, like, the first, they're doing, like, another big, fancy, you know, performance gala for the royalty or whatever with musical guests. So they had some musical guests come in there and remix their songs Mm -hmm. to fit Zamunda shit. Yeah. And one of those was Gladys Knight singing. Midnight Train to Zamunda. 
<laughs> on the midnight train to Zamunda. And that is when I, you know, cracked my knuckles and said, I'm in it. I already committed. I'm here. Let's just do this. I said I was going to do it. So I'm going to fucking do it. And I watched the whole goddamn movie. What a glowing review. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's still funny as fuck. Arsenio Hall is still funny as fuck. I thought that Jermaine Fowler, I think that's his name, who plays his son. He was good. I I would say check it out for yourself before your own opinion. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. So there. Hallelujah. Um, So next thing I want to talk about um, is those hips on Chloe Bailey. Now, they don't lie and y'all can't handle them. I want to just... <clears throat> Chloe and Hallie, and that's really it. I don't have anything else. And you can you leave know, it right there. You could. The talent, you know, all of that's been established. The beauty, the, you know, charisma, all of that. <laughs> but as of late, the women have been, um, you know, reminding y'all bitches. Yep. It's 2021. Yep. They've been on a show called Grownish. <laughs> They've had a song called Grown, you know. But if that wasn't enough, let us slay you with our natural goddamn beauty and um powerful black auras. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> What exactly, if this was just an I'm going to stunt uh, photo set that Chloe Bailey dropped, I imagine you know what I'm talking I about. I feel like now I don't. At first I thought you were just standing just because Chloe is everything, but now I need. To, I feel like I need to find these pictures. I'm talking about this black leotard-esque moment, I believe with a high boot um, and the dread sort of up. And she's giving you hip. It's a very Beyonce-esque photo. photo oh, I see honest. it. Yes. Oh, I see exactly what you're talking about. It reminds me of a, a queen named Katrina who once said, <laughs> show a little shot of ass just to get in his brain. Okay. And I was just like... I see you, little sister. You better... Yes, fucking ma'am. God damn. The second picture, I wasn't ready for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really giving me, it is really, it's like a Beyonce Janet hybrid situation going on here. I And I love fucking it. love it. God damn. That's right, girl. You better be fine and know it. <laughs> Walk into it, ma'am. That's right. That's fucking right, Chloe. Bitch, you better. I'm looking at her Instagram now and gagging. Yeah, that wasn't it. You know, it wasn't just Holy one sampling. Holy shit, that's yeah, right, no. girl. You better know the ladies it. ladies are, are stepping into it. We're adults. You better know Excuse it. Us. <laughs> Singing well and all of that is not Period. just, that's not all that we do. I also saw like uh, Hallie doing it up challenge or something the other day in her scarf. They're just, they're... <laughs> You know, yeah, no, I love them. I, love I them, really so. do. But yeah, the internet has had like mixed opinions about it, as they do anytime a woman is like, "Here's my hit." <laughs> what like, opinion is here's my bare Twenty-two-year-old girl like having fun and being cute on Instagram. What is there to say other than, I mean, <laughs> "Bitch, get it." It's the same fake ass Sunday service shit where people are like, 
oh, what are we teaching our young women? That they can be fine and take pictures? What do you mean? (laughs) What is she doing that is so offensive to you? (laughs) Other than being cute. Like, uh, I'm, I'm really tired of people who have double standards for women over men like i don't want to hear it because y'all definitely not in young little whatever the fuck niggas uh instagram comments or whatever else criticizing every move he makes so i like literally don't want it and even if you were i still don't want to hear it let that girl live and have her life um so i have some fun memes uh that came to my iOS device after Lee Daniels in an interview claimed that Hugh Jackman approached him after Hugh watched Precious. He saw the film Precious, we all know. Why? And Hugh Jackman approached Lee Daniels uh, supposedly about directing a Wolverine (laughs) film. So, <laughs> Mr. Daniels, what? I don't even have nothing for you. You can just <laughs> just slide to the side for me. Let me talk to this white man. I just want to talk to this white man. Um. Oh. So, um, Logan, Hugh, um, what? Like, what were you? <laughs> what did you? Get out of Precious that made you say, I need this nigga to do a movie about mutants. That is exactly where my mind went, friend. I I mean, first I wondered why Hugh Jackman watched Precious. But then I wondered, <laughs> what about Precious made him think this is the person who should direct Wolverine? That is exactly, it was one two-step just like that. I need to know the answer to both of those questions. I just, I don't have a connection or a link for this. But what I do now have is a picture of Monique's. (laughs) No, no. Oh. A picture of Precious Mahomet with Wolverine's mask on it. Because that is what you niggers do (laughs) on the fucking internet and i will get to vision later i, I will get to, say, to vision later i will get to vision later you are absolutely out of bounds <laughs> and someone has to do something i just can't <laughs> oh, anyway lee daniel says that he even uh went up to fox who owned the rights to the wolverine and x-men and license said what? or whatever he said, apparently, in this interview with Collider, Lee said, he sent me into the studio to Fox, and I had never done a studio film before, and it was a disaster. He said that he pitched pitched my way right out of the room. <laughs> then it says he added, I pulled over to the Kentucky Fried Chicken afterward and ate a whole six-pack of wings. It was the worst meeting of my life. I don't know how he gets Wolverine from Precious, but I love him, and he's a friend to this day. And the reason that sent me is because the only thing, like the first thing I thought of, please don't say that. It. Please do not say the it. First thing I thought of, please don't say it. Please don't say it. I'm begging you not to say it. The first thing I thought 
<laughs> what did you check for? He should make a Wolverine movie. It's how fast Precious was running. I begged you to not say it. I begged you to not say it. I knew that was the truth. <laughs> as soon as you said that nigga pulled over to the KFC, I said, oh no. <laughs> I think there was something about that shot of Precious running. Lee Daniels not shit for that. I think it had because, like, girl, what? Like, I did you just watch the movie and you felt like it was powerful and you were just like, wow, I really like what this director did. I want him to do something with me, and all I'm fucking doing right now is Wolverine. <laughs> so, so let him do that. Like, nigga, you've had other roles oh, since no. then. You weren't like, oh, let's come up with something to do together. That's an original one. You took pressure. And it's like, I don't know what a Lee Daniels Wolverine. <laughs> he said he pitched his way right out the room. Like, somebody has the video of this. Somebody has the video of this pitch and I need to see it. I don't know what a Lee Daniels Wolverine would look like. I imagine possibly that Jean Grey would be played by Jocelyn Hernandez. And she would just have her own red wig that she brought from home. And um, let's see who he cast as Wolverine. Um, <laughs> I cannot, I cannot get, would it not be Hugh Jackman? Oh yeah, he is. He would be, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're right about that. Okay. I was considering the fact that they would make Wolverine black instead, but I guess that would defeat the purpose of Hugh Jackman being <laughs> Lee, this is not your fault. You did nothing wrong oh. in this particular situation. You let that and white fact, man gas you up. Like, why would you, <laughs> nigga? What the Wolverine? I would burnt, have said, like, "Ooh, so cocaine was on sale today?" Because you <laughs> are clearly high. I um, I also read that email that passed the read from someone who said Lee Daniels needs to go to jail, and apparently it was about that. <laughs> was, I didn't see that, but. <laughs> Apparently, it's about the uh, oh, Billie Holiday film that's, I believe, on Hulu. Oh, did he direct that? Yes. Oh, shit. And uh, the person who wrote that email is a huge Billie Holiday stan, and they, I guess, didn't like the way that it went. But I haven't watched it, so I felt like it wasn't the time yeah. to give an opinion on that. Because right. I heard some people say that they liked it. Yeah, especially uh, Andrew Day's performance. I think she won some awards. I saw yeah, a video of Glow. Regina King. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a video of them being black and her interrupting her speech and them like hugging and having a whole moment. So I was like, I love when the black Hollywood ladies yeah. see each other at the functions, same, and like lift one another up on their shoulders and right. like do backflip. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, like, one of this year's International Women's Day, like, clips that, um, like, a lot of the rich ladies have been posting starts with that moment. I don't remember if it was the, I think it was the Academy Awards, where Viola Davis and Taraji Anson, like, oh, yeah, have a moment, other, yes. Like, I love that shit. Chef's kiss. I love it. Um, 
So yes, anyway, all all of the oh, Wolverine boy. X-Men precious mashup memes inject them in my veins. I don't know what the fuck Wolverine was thinking when he pitched this. Okay. Um, but you know, sometimes the stars align and Mm-mm. you get some fun. Nope. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> the stars aligned for us, maybe. Oh, not for that fucker. I'm just for <laughs> laughing. <laughs> for laughter. The way I would, I just, I deeply wish I could see the look on them people's faces when he walked into Fox <laughs> with that deck. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman just like cut out the running part from Precious <sighs> and sent that in with his pitch. Leave me alone. In the email, like I watched this and I just felt like uh-uh. the agility. Um Okay. Speaking of fast food, um, (laughs) the UK account for Burger King is having quite a women's day. (laughs) They asked for that. They asked for that. (laughs) For some reason, um, their big performative holiday effort came with came with this tagline women belong in the kitchen that was supposed to be like mm-hmm. i guess about equality in the dining <laughs> like, <laughs> like what they were they were trying to i think make this like this point that more women should be taking charge in like boss positions in the culinary. Oh yeah, they should be in the industry. kitchen if they want to be. Yeah, right, right, right. Because you know, like a lot of these big fancy ass restaurants that are praised and all of the rap niggas go to and stuff like that. It's like men are the ones who own the place. Yeah. They're the head chef. Da, 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 da. So I guess that was <laughs> the like effort. Ain't no chefs this. at Burger King. Who the fuck My is dear. chefing it up at Burger King? Let's <laughs> discuss the Quarter Pounder. All you need is, is a Burger food King handler's that... license. No, Quarter Pounder, quarter pounder, is, quarter pounder is, is McDonald's, McDonald's, yeah. Oh, whatever. You're talking about the, um, I almost said Big Mac. Yeah, Whopper. <laughs> That's what you're talking about. Whatever. Like, I just don't know. How did you think, like, how did you think this was going to work? I mean, they definitely did it to catch people's attention and then started this whole thread about it's actually about women's equality and it's like but you could have just done that without trying to trick people into reacting to your thread like it's just so it's just so cheap and lazy so it was clickbait essentially yeah it really it was clickbait except didn't even click nowhere (laughs) but it wasn't even like if the whole point is like let's talk about some real shit that can make a difference why make it clickbait? Like, I would Just understand if it was like <laughs> the McRib is back or, you know, the McShrimp cocktail or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, something. Gross. Don't give them no ideas. <laughs> like, if they were trying to sell some new Burger King product and that came with clickbait, I guess I would understand that. But if on fucking International Women's Day, you're trying to make this statement, about something that could do, you know, that could be 
great for women in this field. I don't understand why you would take yeah. this route no with does. it. And, and it was in papers as well as a tweet. Like it was a whole ad. And they so spent, spent money, on, money it. on this. Okay. Yes. So it wasn't even just the regular work of your digital team. You spent money. All right. All right. Lights. And for what, girl? Somebody get in fire. Y'all, I mean, I think, I think they're like maybe sponsoring some some scholarships or something for women to go to culinary yes, school, something like that. But like, right. again, nobody who goes to culinary school or is a professional chef is going to be working at Burger King because you don't actually have to cook to work at Burger King. That's more you like take heating it out shit the up, right? And put it on the conveyor belt. You're basically yeah. heating shit up, frying it. Yeah. Nobody in Burger King is chefing it up from scratch. So, like, you do get to like, arrange the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm not devaluing what they do because what they do is At definitely I a did, job. I did it. That's why. <laughs> but I know. it's. Not, I mean, my very first job was at Wendy's, girl. I'm not. I'm not talking like I ain't never Ooh, been fancy. there before. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse this you, bitch bitches. Correct. We classy, ho. But <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, like, they could have, there were so many better ways to do this other than pissing people off. But if the engagement yeah. meant that much to you, then I see why you did it. And, like, again, all of this is, you know, a marketing and and PR departments going, here's the big woke holiday that's coming up next. What's the plan? Woke holiday. You know, that's all that it is. <laughs> so, like, if it was going to be about all of that anyway, I just don't understand why this was the idea or why it was executed like that or whatever. And again, like, you're not talking about Burger King specifically or women belonging in the culinary field of Burger King specifically. <laughs> you as no a fast food restaurant <laughs> are saying like restaurant in the culinary industry in general should have more women in boss positions. Even if it was Burger King, not just like managing a Burger King, but like owning one or working in the, you know, an executive, something like that, I'm assuming is like the full circle yeah. statement that they're trying to make here. But they just, whoever, no. you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if a man made this up. If this had to be a nigga's idea. Wouldn't be so, shocked if it was a man's idea and men co-signed like, it the whole way through. <laughs> Would not be surprised at all. Like, guys, you don't have to have like a big... Here's our emotional 30-second ad for Yom Kippur or whatever. Like, <laughs> if you don't give a fuck, you can just not. Yeah. Like, people are still going to buy your nuggets It's fucking Burger King. <laughs> it's fucking Burger People are going to buy it anyway. People are hungry. They see your ass on the corner. They go inside and get whatever you serve there. And that's that. Like, I don't. <laughs> Why? None of this was necessary. Like, it seems like really the sole purpose was to get your Twitter engagement up, which is sad because you're mm. fucking Burger King. Yeah. You should not have to true. resort to stupid, cheap, dumb shit like this. Mm. Oh, but speaking of the UK, <laughs> did you watch the interview last night? I watched it today. You did. Is that did. Is, is this on your list? Am I jumping ahead? Actually, I didn't have it on the list, um, but I did consider after I, um, you know, threw myself in front of the computer, like when Jazzy Jeff got thrown out of <laughs> the Banks' house. Right. 
But like, oh, maybe we should discuss that as well. <laughs> um, wow. First of all, <laughs> William got tired of Oprah cutting him off. I'm just gonna come out and say it. Like, <laughs> it was one, <laughs> one more time before William was like, God damn. I mean, I've been silent my whole motherfucking life. Can I just finish the sentence? No. Anyways. Um, yeah. it was sad. Yeah, I felt bad for them. It was sad. Like I didn't. I can't say that I was stunned by anything I heard, but I was. I what surprised me the most was not was that you know I guess I I kind of had this idea in my head that they were like oh fuck this royal shit we're over it it's boring and it's whack we're gonna go to right. and be real people. And it turns mm-hmm. out them niggas was pushing them out slowly but surely. Yeah. As soon as as soon as Harry made it clear he was gonna marry the Negress, yeah, that's the plan like. went into motion to get them the fuck out. And when she, you know, when they found out she was pregnant, that's when it was like, oh, this is really real. Yeah. So now you're you're birthing new Negresses. Right. <laughs> Negress you gonna bring Negresses into, into the, the royal family. family. And that's what it just became. But yeah, you're completely right. It was less of like, this is some bullshit. We're out. And more like, okay, y'all aren't trying to look out for us. You don't really yeah. care about our safety anyway. So let's just take a step back, but we'll still do everything we can. <laughs> and then basically responding of, no, you can actually step all the way back, right. sis, and like, fuck off forever and take your tar baby with you. Like, but literally, like they left and went to Canada and then them niggas was like, okay, well now we're going to just take Harry's security too because y'all don't seem to understand that we don't want you around. And shout out to Medea because Tyler Perry <laughs> could have seen that coming? <laughs> I, I don't even give a fuck how she got on the boat this today because you know something? <laughs> Tyler fucking Perry. You did it. Yeah. provided William, Prince William, mm-hmm. with refuge and security for his family yeah. when the actual royal family would mm-hmm. not. Tyler, black-ass Medea <laughs> Perry <laughs> right. was like, I got you, just on some black shit, yep. just on some real shit. And Oprah was the one like, well, what's the tea, sis? Give it up. Let's, like, <laughs> let's get down to the meat and the bone. Yeah. Yeah, I it mean, again, to me, of of course, so many racists are pushing back on it. And I saw, I saw yeah. an interesting video today of um these young guys on YouTube who, like, did some interviews. I know y'all know their names, but they did, like, they interviewed some quote-unquote royal commentators from out in Britain or whatever. Oh, Lord about the interview before it happened so like they fully knew that they were being interviewed and asked questions about the interview without having seen it Mm. and acted like they did thinking that the people who were interviewing them were i guess just as hateful when in reality it was flipped on on them and put on youtube as Look how fake these motherfuckers are. <laughs> they actually do lie on these people. Oh, I need to um, see that. It was fantastic. They're psychopathic. It's it, like it doesn't anyway. Um, I guess you know the racists out there being racist doesn't shock me. I'm surprised by how many racists here are so uh, concerned right. and involved. 
and have so many strong opinions. But to me, it's just like, are we really going to act shocked that a fucking institution and family that colonized everything that the guy damn light touches that's a problem they did do that <laughs> yeah I'm no sorry? it's not no it's definitely not shock over the racism it's more like for me it was more like y'all are so pressed when megan is already extremely fucking light like almost as light as you can get without completely passing her edges give her away most of the time so <laughs> it's like y'all were so pressed about that and then Little Archie came out looking like Harry 2.0. I mean, see-through with red hair. When they said... And he's still too black for that, them. <laughs> right. When they said that there were discussions about how dark yes. the baby's skin would be, I paused <laughs> and shouted <laughs> to myself, the, to the Lord, really. And I was like... <laughs> How much do you have to not only hate black people, listen, but also not give a fuck to even learn or think anything about black people to have this be a legitimate concern? First of all, who the fuck cares? Second of all, your grandson, son, brother, whoever the fuck, William is... All the way white, whitey white, 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 right? Megan is extremely fair-skinned. Half white as well, I believe. Yeah, she is half white. Why did y'all think that y'all was going to get a Prince Michael Blackson? Like, I don't understand. Like, have I you mean, ever seen? So, right. The odds are extremely good that that baby was going to be white. I mean, like, not even white passing because at that point, the nigga is mostly white. So, like, it's, I, it is possible for genes to reach back to them grandparents or them great grands. It has <coughs> happened before. It's not impossible, but it's highly unlikely. But even if they did, how are y'all this worried about the baby skin color when all you motherfuckers are inbred? And, um, Literally you. all of you, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip are cousins and married. I don't... The family tree got one branch on it. And y'all over here worried about this baby who is one quarter black? So worried about him that y'all was going to change the rules so he couldn't be a prince, so he couldn't have security detail? Talking about maybe Megan need to get back to acting so she could pay her own way? Did somebody say Kate needed to get a job so she could pay her own way? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yo, y'all are really... Like, I... It's wild that that baby is as white as he is and they still have a problem with his blackness. Like that is, I look at that child and I don't see black at all. So I just don't, I mean, I I know y'all are racist, but this is another level. To me, it's just like as old as the monarchy is, as pointless as all of it is, if you had a little light-skinned Lori Harvey looking at his baby, <laughs> like who, like really, really, like what? What? Y'all I don't got know. documented pedophiles and incest in your family, and turning and your nose up too. at black people, and then clock that too. 
Because Megan was like, oh, yeah, I fully watched and protect yep. all of these other people yep. and their shit that was going on that was actually going on. Right. But nobody stepped up for me when they knew what was being said was mm-hmm. not true. Exactly. Because they wanted your black ass gone. And you could take a, your quadroon baby with you. And if Harry I, don't like it, then Harry can go too. Like, <laughs> if you thought they were going to be like, that, oh, well, yeah. Harry is our baby. He's a, he's my grandchild. We'll never. No, girl, they're willing to cut anybody loose. They yes. will kill anybody in order to uphold their own standards, their own bullshit. And it was just like. <sighs> somebody said. Somebody said. <laughs> Somebody said, how are they going to care about uh, Archie's color when Prince Philip is purple and nobody <laughs> said nothing? Is Prince Philip even still alive? That man is nasty dead. He's dead. Like, there's no, you are not going to convince oh. me. There's clearly some sort of something going on. I don't know if it was Agatha all along or what happened, <laughs> but like something because that man is rotting. Right. He's like, that is a corpse. I've seen corpses is, and you won't lie to me. <laughs> the walking dead so most 100 year old white men don't well i mean they might look somewhere near that bad but this one looks exceptionally terrible like fully crawled out yes. of the soil like you can smell the death morning. on him right he just don't even look right so yeah it was just i i felt for harry and and megan through hearing most of their story a lot of it was like y'all are very fucking naive like if y'all thought that the family was just gonna be like okay well (laughs) it's meg it's like "Mm." like maybe because she is so light y'all thought it was gonna be less of an issue than it actually was but you know shit got real and when it came down to it harry was ready to protect his family which is obviously a good thing and you know, I hope they're safe and happy out in California living their life. And Megan is so adorable getting ready to have this next baby and all that. So I wish them the yeah. best. But yeah, like you said, literally nobody is shocked that the British monarchy is racist. Like, nobody is like, shocked that the firm, the institution is upholding racism at all. No one. Because of no course one. they are. These are the, like the worst white people in the world. Of course they are. Period. <laughs> like what? <laughs> If you don't know shit, you should know that part. So there's yeah, nothing that... They got a lot of work to do. There A lot of therapy is needed. Yeah, I definitely also felt bad for Harry in the whole, like, full circle effect of what happened with his mother and just feeling like that it was that all over again. And yeah. the fact that she left him some money and that is what was, like, able... Right. Had them able to make it yeah. at that point and him saying, like, he felt like he's, his mama saw that shit coming. That blows. Yeah. That does. But, like, that is a that is a sobering thing to realize. And I guess, you know, you thank God that your mama had the means to leave you enough to take care of you and your family for however many years. Because wasn't it like 25, 30 million that she left him? Oh, I didn't hear about it the exact Some, number. I mean, it's a giant number. And I'm sure with interest and whatever else, it's only grown since that time. But, um. Yeah, it was there. The, there was a lot going on in that whole interview. Shout out to Oprah, who gave me some incredible reaction memes that I have been using um, <laughs> pretty consistently, even just over the past 24 hours. Uh, yeah. And she was I, living. I wish I wish Megan and, and her children the absolute best. Same. Um, 
Bruno Mars has a new group out. He's part of a duo now. Uh, dubbed Silk Sonic. It is himself as well as rap singer Anderson Pock. Uh, they released a new single recently titled What is it called? Leave the Door Open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leave yeah. the Door Open. <clears throat> so they were on The Breakfast Club, you know, promoting their um, existence and were asked about uh, Bruno Mars and his cultural appropriation accusations. So what she said, I would say you can't look at an interview, you can't find an interview where I'm not talking about the entertainers that have come before me. And the only reason why I'm here is because of James Brown. It's because of Prince, Michael. That's the only reason why I'm here. I'm growing up as a kid watching Bobby Brown saying, okay, if that's what it takes to make it, then I've got to learn how to do the running man. I've got to learn how to do the moonwalk. That's it. And this music comes from love. And if you can't hear that, then I don't know what to tell you. Mm. He went on to say that, you know, they wear their inspiration on their sleeves. And basically, what is the point of any of the stuff that great musicians or great people do if no one after that can be inspired and build upon it? Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I enjoy Bruno Mars. Every time I see you Silk do. Sonic, I read it, I read it as Silk the Shocker. So it already like I don't blame you. It throws me off every single time I see it. Um, I think you can make the argument for appropriation if you really, really wanted to. You can. I don't though, primarily because Bruno Mars does not act like he invented this sound. <laughs> Or this look, like he, like he said, he very clearly cites his inspiration for everything he does, and I just don't, I don't get the feeling that he is taking something and shutting out niggas from opportunity to do something. Mm. I don't, I don't feel like Bruno Mars is taking up space <clears throat> that some black person could be taking up, and it also helps for me that he is not white. Mm, that makes it that that makes it a lot it. easier for if he was a it white boy doing all that i would probably be white. feeling a lot differently i would probably be feeling a lot differently if he was uh white but it's even a combination of all those things i just enjoy him he's cute and he's i'm fun. actually not even gonna go back down this boulevard myself the cute song the new song is cute it i is. will say this <laughs> it is also a an an incredibly transparent um inspiration from loads of black sounds and motowns <laughs> yes. and all kinds like of stuff like every other Bruno Mars song without feeling to me like some minstrel shit i just like sing sis sing <laughs> play the instruments i don't need your bedazzled tracksuits with you dancing around like Jerome saying, ah, I can't touch myself. Ha, I'm separate. Like, I'm, I don't want I don't want it. I don't. And now I'm on the boulevard. Now I'm back down the street and I said I wasn't. So I'm going to turn around here and get back to the intersection, which is the fact that the song is fine. And you can absolutely be, oh boy. you know, inspired by the girls and, and do and, and so on. Yeah. And if if this new song and sound an approach is, um, you know, a testament to what's to come, an example of what's to come, fine. 
But my God, was I tired of this Kangol hat wearing nigga <laughs> moonwalking all over the place. I'm shocked to hear you say something nice. I mean, Bruno Mars is an, he's an incredibly talented person. I just thought that, like, it was too much. It was, like, too much. I just... I love it. I admit it. I do. I love no, his music. everyone does. <laughs> it's like niggas on ice. <laughs> like, no, not niggas on ice. It's please. like the nigga show that everyone can go to and bring their kids. Oh, uh, uh, Damn. I mean, if I'm lying... I mean, uh, when you say it like that... <sighs> <laughs> now I have some some hard questions to ask myself. Thanks. Lastly, um, I don't know why y'all won't leave Lil Nas X alone. He l- simply is just here um, enjoying his life, and for whatever reason, y'all keep playing on his time and his time. Uh, so. That one nigga posted on his Instagram uh, some headline about how China was going to be um, forcing foreigners to take uh, to take like COVID tests with anal swabs. Now, why would that? All right. And so... Takashi69 responded to this post by saying, Lil Nas X has entered the chat. So Lil Nas X posted a TikTok video uh, with his latest, I think, not released song, Call Me By Your Name, playing in the background. He's wearing a blue ski mask. He posts the comment from from 6ix9ine, Followed by a screenshot of what seemed to be 6ix9ine in his DMs. One from October 8th that just says, yo. And one from February 16th that says, gonna be in your city soon. What you doing? With the upside down smiley face and a heart. Um, And so, of course, people took this as 6ix9ine was flirting, sliding in this gay man's DMs, trying to see what's up. And was not responded to, at least not in these screenshots. Right. Um, so, you know, the meme was of all of the rappers that this nigga has had issues with. It was Lil Nas X that was the one to, you know, I guess really put the fire out. Mm-hmm. Of course, 6ix9ine himself denies that he's ever sent any DMs to Lil Nas X. He posted a haggard photo of himself, video of himself, I mean, where he <laughs> showed his phone and the messages, message box from Lil Nas X, where it says he does hasn't accepted a request for a message from him, to which people claim that that is because he unsent his messages from Lil Nas X. I don't even... I completely gave up trying to understand how Instagram does anything. I don't do none of that on Instagram. They don't know how <laughs> any of that works. So, yeah, I, you know, I would not be able to tell a real Instagram uh, screenshot from a fake one. I would not. Yeah, I can't do all of that. You know, detective knives out ass right. work. Where you, I know, don't care that much. I don't. I don't know how that works. But yeah, you know, if you hate six nine, I guess you probably believe it. If for whatever reason you like six nine or just hate <laughs> gay people, then you probably don't. 
Um, and you know, here we are. I would say, you know, we've discussed the fact that Mama wears rainbow colored lace fronts, <laughs> and so if you want to walk from there, you can do whatever you want to. I just feel like you know, DMs are not. The joke wasn't even funny. Like, if you're going to make a homophobic, unnecessary-ass joke about this gay man not doing anything to you that we know of. Right. Like, this fucking 14-year-old overplayed-ass meme has entered the chat. What's next? Alexa, play Old Town Road? Like, girl. (laughs) Really, though, probably something equally as, like, did you have to waste our time with this? Because... What was the point? Like, oh, okay, haha. Anything to do with anal? I'm gonna just make a joke about the one popular gay man I can think of, and that's that. Like, all right, girl. I think we all saw it coming, and it isn't funny. So, what else you got? I just, I'm so old and tired, and and I you know. same. So I de- I don't have no issue <laughs> like letting the young people have their ridiculous drama. They can have it. So that's about it for the um, hot tops this week. Before we move on, it's time for some Kid Fury sports shorts. The sports (laughs) section of the show. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Why? What sport is even happening? Well, we just recently came off of the National Basketball Association All-Star Weekend oh that took place in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. This is about a this is about the All-Star game. Yes, it's sports. <laughs> so the All-Star game is a game where stars of all kinds come together <laughs> and they play sports what? together. And so what they do is they get the girls that everyone lives for. <laughs> I think they they vote. They vote. And, and they pick the girls that, you know, everyone likes. And so then they be having, like, these oh different God. competitions and sports. Orgies, likely. But that's not the televised portion of the festivities. Right. So they have, like, the dunk contest, which is a contest that involves dunking a basketball into the portion. And that happened many times (laughs) with lots of people. Who performed? We can hear you typing very fast. <laughs> and so, also, they do um, what is called a um, a three three point contest, mm-hmm. which is a contest for three pointers. The winner of that was Riley Curry's daddy, apparently, who plays for the Golden State. Correct. He's a light-skinned man um, that's married to a chef, and he plays basketball very well, apparently. The All-Star game itself is a basketball game, <laughs> and it has so many people. Did the and base just float? <laughs> the um, teams, since it's not like any one city... 
are comprised of it was Team LeBron and Team Durant. That is for LeBron James and Kevin Durant, who play <laughs> basketball. And they were chosen because they were they won spades before the game. Oh. They were the winning team. <laughs> is that what it was? And so that's how you get to do that. And so Team LeBron was victorious oh my God. by having more points than the other team. And so why have you walked away from... <laughs> My co-host is walking. I was away just gonna go get me mine. some wine because mm. no, I'll I'll finish. It's fine. I'll catch the girls up and, t- and okay. introduce them right. to Damian Lillard, who plays for the Portland Trailblazers. He is a guard. What they do is guard the sport, and um, he they played the game together. LeBron James also played the game. So, so did Stephen Curry, whose name is Stephen Curry, even though it's spelled Stephen Curry. Also, <laughs> this happened in Atlanta. Um, it was the 70th All-Star Game to happen. There were many points, as well as conversions, and a most valuable player. There were also analysts, um, statistics, and um, very hideous sports attire. It happened, and it was a celebratory moment that also led to likely many infections of the coronavirus and um, probably pregnancies. So what you need to take away from this information that I'm giving to you is that basketball has events and festivities that you can watch <laughs> on your local sports program where they usually have a ball of some kind that is in motion. Thank you for coming and listening to this edition. You're very welcome if you have any questions or concerns. Let's keep it questions. If you have any questions... <laughs> Feel free to share, and I'll, you know, be glad to catch you up. There we are. Okay. You're welcome, folks. And on that note, anything you need to be uh, caught up on, if you missed anything, are you on the same page here? Because I can go over it again. (laughs) No, I... If you want to... (laughs) I I definitely already knew those Wikipedia facts about the All-Star game, but thank you. Great. Also, there'll be another one next year if the world still exists because it's like annual. I just wanted people to learn. Thank you. Okay, so that's it. Now we're going to take a break. Okay, so we're back and it is time now to read your listening letters. Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. We have a quick question this week from Lindsay who wants to know if you still watch UFC? And if you do, what did you think of this weekend's card? Which I don't know what that means. It's just the fight. Oh, the, okay. The event, I guess itself. I didn't um, watch it. I dedicated this weekend to watching um, three movies. One was coming to America, which we discussed. Mm-hmm. One was 
Is it Raya and the Last Dragon or Raya and the Last? The new Disney, I don't know if it's a Pixar movie, but it's a new Disney movie with a. Oh, the one with the Janae Aiko song. Yes. Okay. That one. Okay, okay. And, um, fuck, what was the other movie that I watched? It was a movie that's been out and I haven't seen it in a while. Was it the Black Judas? No, I saw it. I don't remember. I watched movies this weekend. So, no, I didn't even (laughs) know about the fight until, like, five minutes before it started. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, whatever your name was, but the UFC, we are not caught up on, so... Um, let's see. Our, we have a letter here from Samira who says, I am a 37 year old mother of two kids who are now 22 and 17. As you can see, I had my children very early. So I always say my oldest and I grew up together. My childhood was pretty traumatic. So learning to be a parent was obviously a trial and error situation. Me and both of my kids are both in individual are all in individual therapy. Sorry. And I have apologized to my children in passing many times for my shortcomings as a parent. However, I'm starting to feel like I should sit them down and really talk about our past. My son is grown and out on his own and thriving. My daughter, my daughter will be graduating soon and going off to college. Our relationship is good and they can and do tell me anything. My question is, how would you want your parents to apologize to you for those growing pains? And how many times do you think they should apologize? The parent I was at 15 and 20 is obviously not the parent I am now, but I raised some pretty great kids despite those challenges. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks, Samira. Hmm. (laughs) How many times is just so precious? (laughs) Right. I don't think I would need multiple. Um, I honestly don't know that I would need one. I'm... uh, I don't know, like, how I would want it. I think I would just want it to be authentic, and I think I would just want it to be um, full accountability with all of, without, you know, added excuses and buts, and, you know, you have, you know, like... Sometimes an apology can be a very simple, like, I could have, should have done better, and I truly apologize Mm -hmm. that I did not. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really need to have, like, you know, a scroll of of words and and information and a violin and stuff. But... (laughs) Yes, violin. It also depends. You know, my, my experience may be different than somebody else who wants or deserves an apology from their parents or some shit like that. Again, I'm sorry. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I just want my parents to be, you know, happy and healthy and shit like that. And the same for me. But yeah, I think that if I were to receive an apology, I would just want it to feel like a real apology. And I would want it to, I'd want to feel like it comes with a true understanding of why the apology is necessary, Mm. you know, because it's like one thing to say you're sorry for something because you know that you need to. But like, if you don't understand why you should be sorry, does it matter? Right. No, (laughs) it doesn't. It's just not real. When yeah. you're only apologizing because you feel like it's something you're supposed to do. So, but I mean, like, you can really feel sorry because you know you fucked up. But if you don't know why you fucked up, then it kind of is pointless. Yeah. 
I can see that. I think, I mean, you said that you've apologized, you know, just in passing before and that you and your kids have a great relationship. They can they can tell you anything. They do tell you anything. So that to me seems like, you know, some pretty strong signals that y'all are good. But yeah, if it's bothering your conscience, then I don't think there's anything wrong with having like a sit down meeting about it. You know, it just might be more about you feeling like you are saying everything that you want to say to them and less about what they need to hear. It might be. I mean, it it could also be that they're like, oh, wow, thank you, mama. I really appreciate you like taking the time out to specify these things because I blah, blah, blah. But the fact that all three of y'all are in therapy is already a fucking miracle. So <laughs> right, I'm <still laughs> like, that that's too. already incredible. So I feel like, um, y'all are probably past the point where that is like necessary probably but if it's bothering yeah, yeah. you but if it's bothering you then say something and I mean yeah. if they say uh yeah mama I know you apologized before a girl we're good like <laughs> right then you then can you know then fine. you can sleep well and if not I mean like yeah. either way if it's gonna ease your mind a little bit then have the conversation but I don't think you need to make it a point to apologize over and over again for the same thing. One sincere apology is enough. Yeah. It really is. As long as you really mean it and you're clear about what you're sorry for. Now, if you're sorry for something you ain't never apologized for before, then, (laughs) then yeah, you know, bring it up as some brand new thing. But yeah, otherwise this might just be your conscience kind of beating your ass a little. If you do feel like apologizing again i don't think it's gonna hurt like i do i do agree with crystal that i expect that they might be like we know mama like you we're have good. said it because it does <laughs> sound like you know they're fine um but yeah i don't think it would hurt if you feel like you want to do it again yeah but if they're like we're good after that i think you can <laughs> right and if you're still feeling guilty after that then you probably need to talk to your therapist about forgiving yeah. yourself and yeah. and showing some grace and compassion for yourself because it sounds like you had a rough ass upbringing and you really <sighs> really turned it around for yourself and your kids and you should be extremely proud of yourself for that this people yeah. twice your age that can't say that so yeah yeah so yeah uh Good luck to you and your kids as y'all move forward. Our next letter comes from Kelly, who says, My two closest friends, Sparkle and Trixie, and I all made an agreement to do a big trip for each of our 30th birthdays. We all turned 30 about a year and a half apart from each other. So this gives us time in between to re-up on money to splurge on these trips. My birthday trip was first, and we went on a cruise back in 2019. Fast forward to now and Sparkle's 30th is approaching, but we still in the middle of this damn Panasonic. We still Mm want to do something special, but we want to keep it as safe as possible. Sparkle lives in Alabama while Trixie and I live in Georgia. So we decided in December to just go to a beach in Florida where we can get some sun while staying away from other people. All three of us agreed on the trip. So Sparkle and I immediately bought our plane tickets. But Trixie said she would wait till it was closer till the time we were going. I checked in with her recently about her ticket and now she has the nerve to say she's not comfortable going on this trip because of COVID. Trixie is the same girl who went to everybody's house party during the holidays. This bitch still be in a strip club and she stay hooking up with randoms that she met on dating apps. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Sparkle and I have actually tried to stay out these streets as much as possible, but both of us still have to go in her. for her, our jobs. <laughs> I only caught COVID because I'm a teacher and our school is open and in person, so I'm forced to be around thousands of spanking ass teenagers. <laughs> she put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She's mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know Trixie's real problem is probably her finances, but I'm pissed off that she decided to use COVID as an excuse. Should I talk to her about this or just distance myself from her lying ass and let it ride? As I got ready to send this email, I checked my social media, and now this hoe has traveled to yet another state and is at a house party as we speak. So now I'm even more annoyed. Wow. Thanks, Kelly. I can imagine as somebody who had COVID for people to use COVID to get out of some shit <laughs> when you <laughs> yeah. know they've been running the streets. It's like, yeah. like, bitch, don't take my, <laughs> none of my, don't take my, my fucking illness in vain. Bitch, like, how dare you? Right. I can see how that would be irritating. Yeah, that does, yeah, that does make sense. Uh, I mean, <sighs> I like to just say it. like i do like i mean if you feel comfortable slash it's best to just um like cut you know move forward and just be like okay i see you know how you move then whatever i am all for being like so what's the, what is the truth? As yeah. Oprah once said, <laughs> like, what is the truth? Is because the you're telling me this one thing that is completely ridiculous and inconvenient, but at the same time, you're you know you're at Freaknik, you're at the Goombay, <laughs> you're at Made in America. I just don't understand um, how you're using COVID as an excuse. When you clearly don't give a fuck about it. Like, may I at least have the facts of what's going on? Because I just don't like my intelligence being insulted. Like, at least tell me the truth about it. Especially if we agreed to this in December and now here we are in March and you acting like, oh, you want to back out because of COVID concerns. But at no point over the past few months have you stopped being in the mix. Like, if the roles were reversed, you know what I mean? Like, for I'm what I'm saying is, for you, it's like, well, girl, yeah, I'm in a COVID-ass situation, but that's because <laughs> it's my fucking job. Right. And I work at a school, you know? So that person being like, oh, you know, I'm scared of COVID. Nobody could, could blame you, is what I'm trying to say, because that makes sense. But... If you're going, you know, around to house parties and stuff like that, then it just, it doesn't make any sense. And it's not fair to then use COVID as an excuse to be like, oh, I'm not doing this, any this thing anymore. <laughs> Cause it's like, I mean, does she think that you don't know that she has, she's at these things? Right. It's not like she has like blocked y'all on social media. So y'all can't see all the different moves she's making. So, right. So it's like COVID aside, sis, cause at this point I've had it. You've had it probably. You know what I'm saying right. so. Like, what is going on? What's the issue? Because you're saying for her, it is probably money, but yeah, I mean, I guess some of y'all are are you get incredibly uncomfortable just being like, I ain't got it, even if it's 
But these are like your friend. closest friends. This is like a, right. a this... best friend trio. It's like, I would be like, listen. <laughs> I mean, I know people that I'm quite close to that I feel like might do the same thing, honestly. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Because like, what do you, do you think I'm going to go and like erect a billboard somewhere that says blankety blank is broke as fuck? <laughs> like, we're friends. You know what I mean? If it, it, I'm... I, I guarantee you either one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to completely respect and understand, or I'm going to offer to help you and completely respect and understand. Right. You know, like, I'm not going to be like, ah, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't That's know. That's what you get for being broke. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, yeah. I get it. You know, pride is a, is a bitch for a lot of people, I guess, but. The COVID thing is just a weak excuse, girl. Like, you couldn't come up with any of the fuck thing else. Like, I see you at Moesha and them house. Right. Like, I don't understand. And I think I would lay it out just like that. I would be like, no, if you don't have it, that's one thing. And I mean, I would feel comfortable saying it like that if only because this is, like, your best friend. So I would be like, Mm -hmm. if you don't have it or if something is going on, that would be one thing. But saying you scared of COVID when you at a house party in a different state right now like bitch don't <laughs> like i'm not boo-boo the fucking fool don't <laughs> don't and been going don't right and been doing it the whole in the whole damn panorama like don't just lie to my fucking face girl like respect me more than that as your best damn friend like that's a lie you tell co-workers when they try to go you know out to the bar or something after work like mm, covid like bitch you know you love the bar you just don't want to hang out with them niggas like is it us you have you fallen out with us for some reason like because this don't you saying you scared of covid you gonna have to come like that's like dustin telling me he don't want to go somewhere because he's scared of covid come on now come on now my nigga You, you got to do better than that like that that ain't it so if you can't tell me like your closest friend the truth then who can you be honest with? I would I would say something if only because it's egregious. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's the thing. That's it's literally like she's daring it. y'all to ask her <laughs> if she really means it. Right. It's like almost it's the like I feel like if it were a different excuse and I still knew that it was an excuse and it was probably a money thing, I wouldn't even be pressed. You know, I don't think I would right. be like if she made any of those. Oh, I just remembered that I'm supposed to start a nonprofit. I don't know why that came to my mind. But like if she came up with almost any other excuse, I would have probably just left it alone. But like, yeah, COVID is the one you're going for, Stop girl, it. when you're at the function. Stop it. Like, that doesn't make sense. You know, I know you're at uh, there. That doesn't. Yeah. Yes. I just say how I feel. <laughs> yes. Confront her and let us know how it goes. Our last letter, letter comes from Nana, who says, My boyfriend and I started dating for a while, broke up for four years, and have been back together now for two years. During the four years that we were apart, he and his business partner made some extremely bad decisions. These decisions could potentially have him in debt for a little over half a million dollars. She did not elaborate on the bad decisions any further than that. (laughs) Everything is going great in our relationship except the threat of this looming massive debt. He has been taking steps to save money and get his education up so he can find a better paying job until he gets the official number of how much he owes from the government. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just in case we didn't mention it, this half a million dollars is owed to the U.S. federal government. Fine. That's fine. He has been dropping hints about proposing 
and we've had numerous discussions about getting married, but I'm a little hesitant about the debt since when we get married, I would be on the hook for it too. What do y'all think (laughs) I should do? I love this man, but is love enough to overcome this? (laughs) Your advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Nana. Nana, I have a question for you. You really asked us this? (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard this podcast before, honey? (laughs) Sweets. When I tell you so many letters in the inbox are like... It's it's like, what do you think we going to say? <laughs> because I feel like if you know anything about us, you should know that we're going to tell you to consult an attorney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that if you are dead set on marrying this man, you absolutely need some legal paperwork <laughs> drawn up and signed first that will and ensure how. that you are not responsible for his debt and probably vice versa. <laughs> it, it needs yeah. to, it's probably going to have to be a, um, a prenup situation where y'all are going to have to work with attorneys and the laws of your own state to ensure that you don't take on his debt. But a better solution than that is to simply not marry this person. There it is. I mean, because one does not make bad decisions and then magically accrue $500,000 in debt to the federal government. Like you didn't say it, but there's no way that this was a legal business that did legal things. (laughs) I don't know what these niggas did. (laughs) But for him to be facing half a million dollars to the feds, <laughs> there is a zero percent chance that this was a legitimate business doing legitimate business. So get matching bracelets. <laughs> get matching dreads. Get matching pajamas. <laughs> <coughs> But marriage, you really ought not. I don't know what's t- <laughs> you know, love doesn't always win. And <laughs> not love doesn't always win. Love will also make you one stupid person. It will just make you, yes. Love will make you do some incredibly stupid shit. I'm very guilty of this. So, who among us is not? (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is not so, ain't nobody perfect. I just feel like with the information you provided, tell her. (laughs) The circumstances in front of you, I just like, like, I would, I would definitely consider um holding off having a nice le- lengthy and legitimate conversation with an attorney mm-hmm. a practicing legal yeah, counsel yeah 
Um, you definitely need a lawyer. I don't. I, yeah. You should have emailed a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a law podcast out there somewhere. <laughs> I honestly think a lot of y'all have friends that just ask you to write in to us <laughs> because you won't listen to the people that you know. You know how sometimes advice hits more when it's like someone that don't know you like yeah. that. And so it's completely unbiased. I have a feeling that a lot of y'all have friends that are like, just ask Chris Lennon <laughs> because they are going to tell you. Because I'm sick and of you, you asking me. Not, right. <laughs> oh my God. That reminds me when people would do that at live shows be like, my friend, this stupid right. bitch won't leave yes. her damn baby daddy alone. And then your friend is sitting there like, wait a minute, bitch. Right. How the Said fuck stupid I bitch this? is sitting right there. I had no idea that's what they were going to say. <laughs> it reminds me of that same situation and maybe that is it but please uh if please listen to your friends listen to us do not marry this man without consulting i mean don't marry this man but if you must Mm. girl you would be a stone cold fool to do it without some paperwork in place to ensure that you don't you are not responsible for his death. And that might not even be possible. I literally don't know. Ask a lawyer. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. That's, if that's why we're telling you to ask one. <laughs> right. But if you like Ugh, hiring a lawyer, that seems like doing too much. Then you know what? Definitely do not marry this man. You know what is doing too much? Paying the federal goddamn government money for the rest of your black ass dollars. life. Like, that's a lot. That's doing a whole bunch. Having your fucking wages garnished for the next 30 years right. to pay off this nigga's debt. Oh, no. I'll be like, love be damned. Listen, I'm... Hold on. I'm not answering no marriage with you until we have concrete paper proof that that is not going to yeah. be an issue. Yeah. Because it's not my issue. And it shouldn't be just because I love you. What the fuck has love got to do with right. it? Right. And I mean, the fact that y'all got back together after this business of his fell apart, I'm guessing. Right. Is another red flag. Like he might be looking for somebody to marry him for the sole purpose of getting some help with taking care of this bill and ensuring that he still has a place to live and food to eat at the same time. And just look, I'm not saying he is. But he might be, girl. So you really need to take the love you have for him and keep that in mind because it's important. But also remember that you need to take care of yourself. And you talking about you got a, a nice job <coughs> and you debt free and all that. You don't want to take <laughs> this privileged position you have in life and completely throw it away for somebody else's bullshit. The, whatever he did with his business partner, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with you. So if I were you, I would not take on that responsibility, period. But yeah, girl, call or email a lawyer because we. <sighs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I just. You need a no. qualified professional. <laughs> you need a qualified legal professional to guide you through this. But yeah, if you Please. ask us, then the answer is simply no. Do not do it. And let us know how the conversation goes when you talk to him about it. All right. My word. That wraps up the questions this week. If you have one for us, send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another break and be right back. All right. So we're back. It's time for the read. And go for it. Okay. So I just have 
two very quick things this week. I was um, beyond dismayed last Tuesday when Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced that he is ending the statewide mask mandate, even though it was never really that much of a mandate in the first place. Um, now he's just decided to go full balls to the wall and say that y'all can do whatever the hell y'all want to. This, of course, is coming just a few weeks after um, Texas was exposed for having like possibly the worst uh, <laughs> energy system in this entire country and <laughs> leaving thousands and thousands of residents without power or with five figure power bills. And I mean, literally just absolutely a fucking wreck. Texas still has more than 200 people dying of COVID every day. And yet somehow Greg Abbott said that <laughs> Texas has fought the pandemic to the point that people and businesses don't need the state telling them how to operate anymore. That's interesting because like I just said, oh my God. people are still getting sick and are still dying. <clears throat> but yeah, as of um, this Wednesday, March 10th, Texas will no longer have a mass mandate. So you can expect to see the numbers absolutely skyrocket because at this point, I believe only 8% of Texans are fully vaccinated. And if I'm not mistaken, Texas is only vaccinating people who can prove that they are U.S. citizens. Texas, of course, has a significant population that is not uh, U.S. citizens, but are vital to the economy. And do you think they give a fuck about those right. people or their lives? Absolutely not. Of course they, no, don't. they don't. And that was leading me to what I really wanted to talk about, which was the fact that there is a Mexican restaurant in Houston called Pico's. And um, and they decided that since masks were no longer, since Abbott dropped this mask mandate, but that means that businesses can still decide to enforce mass if they want to because private businesses can do whatever they want to and people and businesses being able to do whatever they want to is like a cornerstone of the republican like bill of rights like allow me to do whatever the fuck i want to do with my money is the main thing republicans care about but this restaurant decided that they were still going to enforce masks in their restaurant and how do you think texans responded to that I imagine they burned it to the ground. Well, first they threatened to call ice on the staff. Fun. Great start. A Mexican restaurant called Pico's. <laughs> Y'all decided that when they decided to exercise their <clears throat> Texas constitutional right to demand that people wear masks Y'all decided that what you were going to do was threaten to turn over the staff and employees to immigration because. <laughs> because that makes sense. Help me understand, Texas. I thought the whole point was that private businesses could do whatever they wanted to and people could make decisions for themselves. And if you want to wear a mask, then just wear a mask. But don't get mad at me because I don't want to wear masks. So because why should I have to give a fuck about other people's health and safety and whether they stay alive? That's none of my goddamn business. How is it that? And then when a business says, OK, well, since it's up to us, then no, you can't come in here breathing all over every goddamn thing <laughs> because we still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. <laughs> and and y'all decide to 
So, <laughs> so what is it really, Texas? Explain it to me like I'm five years old. Make it make sense. How do y'all say oh one thing God. and then when people follow the shit that you outline, all of a sudden it's an issue? What is it for real? Is it that the blacks and browns need to <sighs> shut the fuck up and do whatever you say? Is that it? Yeah, it kind of is. Because y'all swear up and down it's not about race. It's not about... It's a- class it's only about my rights as an american y'all swear that's what it is and yet when people decide that they are going to exercise their rights you decide that what you're going to do is threaten to turn them over to authorities yeah how like really make motherfuckers make that make sense motherfuckers got down on their knees their rights protest i'm just police brutality and it was no, nigger, <laughs> you get on all ten of your toes. And you stand, whatever. But when you know, <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies got down to the um, listen to the capital, to the capital right. windows open and shit. They were like, "Come on in, girls. We have Frito Lays in the back." It's just, it just yeah. It's one more example of how. There are different sets of rules in this country, depending on what you look like. And y'all are going to make sure that we uphold that dumb shit until the very last day that this country is a thing. Like y'all are never going to let go of the racism. You're never going to relinquish the reins of inequality. You're always going to be holding on tight to that shit. I mean, snug to that shit. It is ridiculous when people are literally starving. Mm. Homes without power. Jackson, Mississippi still got a whole bunch of houses that don't have fucking access to clean water right now. Like so many people in these states, Republican led states, absolutely fucking suffering. And what do their representatives do? Go and vote against raising the minimum wage. Talking about people don't need handouts. People cannot afford food. People are getting put out of their houses. Damn. People are desperate for a $1,400 check from the federal government. Like life or death check from the federal government. That is a one-time payment that will not take care of anything past the next four weeks, if that. I'm just really tired of the Republicans claiming to be the party that cares about families and and people and the rights of the individual and all this, and then doing the exact fucking opposite and not giving a shit about anybody other than themselves, not giving a fuck about anything but money and property and hate. And speaking of hate, Utica, we have to talk about that shit that you did. No. If you missed the most recent episode of Drag Race... I haven't finished it, but I watched all of Snatch Game. Okay, so, so then. I don't know who went home. Okay, well, okay, so I don't, I don't actually don't even have to talk about who went home. <laughs> but this, yes, this week was Snatch Game. Um, one of the least remarkable, in my humble opinion. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I felt like really Gottmik killed that shit. Um, yeah, Gottmik did kill. Gottmik was incredible. Simone, I love. 
at all times yeah. and all things. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, and, and she did not get enough credit for that to freedom line. <laughs> I feel like then maybe not enough people caught it. <laughs> well, I feel like everybody knows that, but maybe not. Maybe not. But anyway, this is not about the people who did well. This is about Utica. <laughs> This is about gangly-ass, weird-ass Utica, who I said on this show reminds me of Oklahoma gays. And this shit that Utica pulled was, I mean, straight out the goddamn playbook. Because Utica decided to be Bob Ross, the famous painter for Snatch Game. But Utica felt like it was wrong. Cultural appropriation, I think she said, maybe. But she felt like it was wrong to wear an afro even though bob ross has an afro has an afro yeah and decided instead to do the non-offensive thing and sew together a bunch of plush squirrels and sit that atop her head as if that was there yeah simone looked at this bitch crazy and said what 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 are you doing rupaul saw it and was like are you are you certain that's the way you want to go with it like i feel like when multiple black people are asking you are you sure about this? This don't really like curl RuPaul, all the way over. <laughs> RuPaul specifically said, like, you know white people have first <laughs> sometimes, right? I just feel like it's not right. Bitch, yeah. if you don't take your ass on down to the fucking beauty supply and get you a little short blonde afro and comb that shit out and make it work like it, it did not it have been to. Fine. And yeah. I, I swear, I don't know who said this, but I saw something along the lines of Utica is one of them white people who is more concerned with not looking racist than not being racist. And I swear to God, mm. that's it. That's the nail on the fucking head. Because how are you so worried about? Oh, my God. No, I could never wear an afro. I just feel like it's so wrong. And I would just be. Oh, my God. No, I could never do that. You wearing a blonde afro to imitate a man who had a blonde afro is not a problem you insinuating that afros look like fucking squirrels piled on top of each other is way more (laughs) offensive you goofy bitch than just wearing the afro that bob ross had niggas was not gonna say nothing about you wearing that damn fro. And unless I'm mistaken, <laughs> fucking Tina Burner did the same thing with the Russell Simmons hair. And again, it was like a non-issue. Russell Simmons doesn't, I mean, Russell Simmons has some a curly situation going on there or whatever. Tina but- didn't really, like, Tina didn't really wear like a fro, but you still have a point in that it was like, a version of a fro. Textured. You know what I mean? It was, textu- like, it was not her texture right. of hair. It was... It still gave you the like what the image without it being like, I'm going to just put a bunch of dead pigeons together. instead. Now, that was bad enough. Then you had that absolutely fucking terrible snatch game to go along with it. And again, you were warned. I don't think Bob Ross is the best character to do for this challenge. Like bob ross is very chill bob ross is very like laid back the whole point is that this motherfucker is soothing and here you are eating paint the thing is you can make that funny you could you can make that funny it's and the thing that blows me about like a lot of these snatch games are are moments like that and for the record i overall i like utica i like i do too that's why i was like and her weirdness Um, so it's like not even to pile on Utica because I enjoy her overall, but there are 
there are moments in this game, in this show, that happen every season. There is a Snatch game every single season. Yes. Every season. So even if you don't know if you're going to get called back to be on the show, you should, in my mind, be like, what impressions am I good at? All right, what's funny about this? You know what I mean? Like, you you put enough thought into, I'm not going to wear a fro, so instead, what can I make instead? F- uh, squirrels. Where can I order a bunch of plush squirrels from? How can I put this together? You put all of that thought into it, but not how can I make someone who's very, like, soft-spoken and serene hilarious right. you could have easily done that but you didn't think about it because you were so in your head about being you know fake or fake woke and you know and it doesn't oh, even look a like a fro like, it looks like a squirrel hat it doesn't even look like hair so again what was the fucking reason utica like if it was a non like if it was a fictional character like she just made up a character that had a, like a squirrel head then I could have maybe said like, oh, this is funny. But like your excuse for I hated it. It was just so I dumb. hated it. It was and then the performance was so bad. It was so like when I tell you, I cringed every time Candy Muse did whatever the fuck that was. Awful. Don't know Awful. what that was. I don't know that makeup Awful. artist, but I highly doubt that they just eat bananas with the peel. Candy Muse dressed up as Patrick Star and then just was Candy Muse. Yeah. <laughs> Candy Muse in a Patrick Star outfit. Right. Yeah. God bless uh, Olivia, who apparently was going to do Rachel Dolezal and was told no. Yeah. Which... And people said that's because Raven was there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see? I love Raven too, but girl, what happened? What the hell was that? <laughs> so, you know, her Tabitha Brown was missing a lot of the Tabitha Brown. <laughs> like, yes. All of it. Tabitha Brown is at, is, she's funny. You, <laughs> I'm getting frustrated. Yes. Over. And she's funny. Exactly. And like Michelle said, she has like five or six catchphrases, and you didn't say not one of them. It None wasn't of no, them. like, so, like, that. It wasn't no, because that's my business. It wasn't no, hey, baby, how you doing? It was like, it wasn't her tone, nothing. Elliot nothing. and Rue McClanahan, you was dead in the Let's water from the right very there, fucking beginning, girl. I am, I will take you need your ass two more. I will take two more of Utica's Bob Rosses <laughs> before I take half of what the fuck Elliot with two, three, four, five, six T's brought in terms of Rue McClanahan. My damn, <sighs> like, are you fucking serious, bruh? Talk about some, oh yeah, I know I can do it because my boyfriend watches the Golden Girls every night. Honey, if you're not the boyfriend that watches Golden right. Girls every night, pick something else. You only know about osmosis. <laughs> this is a gay show, girl. Like, <laughs> RuPaul Charles told you to your face yes. that he has watched every episode mm-hmm. of that show a number of times and all you could come up with every single time was a gentleman man. caller and a oh, I love man you don't get the character so let me ask you a question <laughs> so you were like I'm gonna make it onto Drag Race and you know most of them bitches like audition a lot of them audition a number of times yeah and your boyfriend for however long has been watching the Golden Girls you never took notes 
on any of the funnier things that she said, lines that are like nope. that stuck out to you. Nope. Nothing. You just thought of Lanai and that she likes men. And and you went on Snatch Game as Rue McClanahan, but you performed as Blanche right. Devereaux. Right. That didn't Rue McClanahan is not actually Blanche Devereaux. Boot. My least favorite. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, no. That was my least favorite. That whole bottom row, except for the queer eye girl. Yeah. Denali that was, yeah, weird. Denali, that was cute. And um, Mary Queen of Scots, that was funny because the accent was funny. It was fantastic, yes. R- and Russell taking selfies Simmons, with Paris Hilton was great. That was... Uh, I was not moved. Yeah, Russell Simmons was, I mean, but when you look at the absolute shit show of that bottom row, then I see how Tina was safe. Because <laughs> it would have been hard to shit the bed harder than Candy, Olivia, Elliot, and fucking Bob Ross did. It was so bad. Utica. Like, they didn't prepare jokes. <laughs> they there weren't was in no character. Like... Nobody could respond. I'm like, do y'all understand this is an acting challenge? Like, you have to be in the character. And you had characters that had, like, very specific personalities tones of voice catchphrases it wasn't even like other people have have gone like completely left field and picked characters and killed it because they did the work and studied or like knew the character really really well when jinx monsoon did homegirl from gray gardens she like introduced a lot of people to that movie by that performance but she knew it so well that it was it was perfect but it's like Tabitha Brown's not even like some obscure person that you feel like you'd have to uh, to to introduce people to. Everybody know who the fuck? T- well, actually, I guess not because everybody on the show was like, "Who's Tabitha Brown?" <laughs> like, I was a little annoyed by that. Yeah, but anyway, yes, it was like, why did, did y'all study? Yeah, Tabitha Brown definitely uh, deserved better than that. But I mean, to be fair, I'm sure Patrick Starr did too. I don't know you, but you that that was rude. Uh, Star definitely could have Blanche Devereaux and Rue McClanahan both deserve more respect than that. Bob Ross ain't never did nothing to nobody. <laughs> you could be disrespecting that motherfucker like that. That was egregious. Like it's like I had to pause the fucking TV. Like I had to take a break when I saw that shit. If. Uh, if Utica would have just made that shit funny and bro, it you it could have been so like I don't even feel like that would have been that hard. But you already got squirreled mm. on your head, bitch, and you decided to eat paint, sister. What <laughs> are we? Why are paint on a card and eating? Why are we here? Why is that happening to us? <laughs> and I'm sorry, like, um, Candy Muse. Like, I hate when people do, like, the character that's big and they make every joke about being hungry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate it. I just don't. It's it's, it's just low-hanging fruit to me. I think it's just lame. And it's one thing if you're making those jokes about yourself. But, like, right. if you're playing a different character and being like, ooh, where the hot dogs at and stuff like that. Like, maybe one little joke or something that's, like, fine. But if you make every single joke about being hungry or wanting something to eat, I'm just like, girl... Come on. Right. There are more like, to people's identity. Please let it than, go. I mean, you know, liking to eat. Does this makeup artist be on Instagram talking about eating all the damn time? Because I have a feeling Not that's to a my no. Damn right. I have a feeling that's a no. And you were just being yourself while dressed up as this person. So again. Right. 
Simone and Gottmik, obviously the clear stars of Snatch Game to me. Gottmik won the whole, was the winner of the episode, which I felt was incredibly well-deserved. Nobody was touching Simone's runway look, period. That wasn't going to happen. But Gottmik is incredibly talented, and I really do like that motherfucker, so... Me too. From the moment that Gottmik did the the, the thing where, as her parents, she was like, just let me know when the cameras are ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and when RuPaul was like, or oh, the cameras are on, she switched the voice to oh the parents thing. As soon yeah. as that bitch hit that, I was like, oh, you've got yep. this, you know it. And she absolutely And like, Gottmik is, is, is funny. Yeah, like, Godmick is funny. And Godmick told the rest of the girls too in the little interview section. Every time Godmick was like, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Why the fuck are you Bob Ross? The Golden Girls is a horrible idea, bitch. That just <laughs> <laughs> Like Elliot, you don't have the range in no sense of the word to be trying to pull off this literally iconic character. Like you said, it's a gay show. The gays live for Golden Girls. I feel like someone on another season did that with Mariah. Yeah. Or like another like huge icon where they were like, I kind of know like that one song. It was like, Mm -mm. do you know that gay people watch this show? (laughs) (laughs) And you're talking about Mariah Carey? That is a horrible idea. We will fucking slap you. So Utica, please, please. I don't want to have to take back (laughs) the, the few nice things I feel about you. But then the girls on Untucked says she's fake. And when the t- when the cameras turned off, Utica be acting brand brand new and totally different. Oh, I don't like to hear that, right? So I was like, okay, so maybe this is a shady little bitch. Then maybe that's the situation we have going on here. But girl, that squirrel, we- I don't care if they dragging you. You deserve it. You deserve it. Black people tried to tell you to your face not to do that shit, and you did it anyway. <laughs> and I know that there was uh, somewhere around there that there was a little fro wig that of she could have put on instead. Of course. That, the shit that bitch makes, the time she made a dress out of a fucking sleeping bag. Out of that sleeping bag? That was incredible. You can't tell me that bitch couldn't make a wig that fast. I don't I don't want to hear it. She could have shaved them damn squirrels. I think she really just wanted to wear a She did. She wig. wanted to be weird. And I get yeah. it, but like... You're weird to the point where it's not funny and it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. So maybe dial back the weird and turn up the fun. I mean, at least for Snatch Game where it's supposed, the goal is to make Rue laugh. And instead, yeah, at least if it's going to be weird, make it funny. Every too. time the camera was on Utica, it was like the secondhand embarrassment was through the fucking roof. Like I could not barely even look at the TV. It was so awful. Yeah, I'm not a fan of white people who are, like, attempting allyship and completely miss the mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... I girl, hated it. I hated it. Especially when the people that you're allegedly doing all of this for are like, hey, girl, we're speaking to you <laughs> through a megaphone because clearly you aren't listening. Don't do it. <laughs> Utica, like, I'm going to do it. Now. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to oh, do Lord. it. So, yeah, I, I I love Drag Race, but Utica girl, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pop dead in your mouth for that one, girl. And Elliot, bitch, for all of that we're talking about, I still prefer that over your Rue McClana Devereaux. <laughs> well, you didn't see the end, so I'll let you see how that went. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> for me, <laughs> for me this week, a few things. One, I'm tired of these vision memes. Um, 
y'all have niggified the fuck out of WandaVision. Nacho. And this entire statement is a pump fake because I love it. I have been... I knew it. I knew you love Vashon. As soon as they put a turtle net on that nigga. Wow, y'all do not deserve Photoshop, but I love it. Like, what is what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, <laughs> let's talk about it because, like, I don't even like I just black people with time on their hands on Twitter. Oh my goodness, y'all create some incredible thing, and it's like one person started it. Like, one of you niggas put, like, a Cuban link chain or some shit on Vaishan. And then from there, the whole, the, all the floodgates were open. You know what I'm saying? Uh, then he had on a kufi, and, and then he was wearing, like, an Ankh ring and had a Gucci belt talking about beating the kids or having a vision that he beat the kids. Oh, my God. Or some God. shit like that. Like, y'all, y'all gave Wanda box braids and she looked like <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. I just, y'all are hilarious. I'm not really, that one didn't annoy me. But what did annoy me um, were some of you who claimed to feel a way about this redesigned Lola Bunny for the Space Jam sequel. I think Entertainment Weekly posted like some, a couple of shots of the upcoming Space Jam. It's called A New Legacy which will be starring LeBron James and the Toon Squad Looney Tunes. And so we got a shot of some of the characters in the sequel. And Lola Bunny is noticeably less um, King Magazine. She's not not as Fashion Nova as she used to be. Um... They didn't make her as buxom and um, big-bootied or whatever as she was initially. Because the idea, apparently, according to the director, Malcolm D. Lee, is to make her character with depth and uh, more going on than just being sexualized. Um, Because in the initial film, Lola Bunny was just like, really hot and sexy mm-hmm. and Bugs Bunny was all in love with her oh, and yeah, she also was really good at basketball. Um, so yeah, I read also that the film takes, like, it picks up with her on Themyscira. Like, she's out. You saw Wonder Woman. I did. The island so was just So apparently, that's where Lola Bunny is in Space Jam <laughs> when they find her. <laughs> Oh, she a feminist now. Amen. <laughs> right. She's apparently reluctant to go back to play basketball. Can't with the blame her. So you couldn't she's... get me to leave, neither. <laughs> <laughs> so... Fuck y'all. <laughs> I just want to say it's fucking odd that y'all have a problem <laughs> with a cartoon rabbit not having a double D cut. I just think it's strange. And I know that, like, I don't, I'm not going to get too much into the furryism. Or no, or whatever, because I know that's please. a kink for people, and I'm not shaming anybody. And I don't want no emails. But about some it. of you, and I, and I'm not gonna read no emails about <laughs> it. How about that? But I want to remind y'all that this is a children's goddamn film. 
Okay, LeBron is going to take his daughter and him to come and watch the fucking movie. Nobody is going to see Lola Bunny's cleavage in the new Space Jam. I want you to understand that things, especially in the realm of animation, change. Let's talk about the same Looney Tunes and how once upon a time, they used to pull out a sawed-off shotgun and blast each Damn other's fucking did. heads off. They don't did. do that anymore. Let's talk about how they used to smoke cigarettes and literally get drunk off moonshine. Let's Let's talk about how they used to paint themselves in blackface and go hippity hoppity jigga boo boo boo. (laughs) (laughs) Things change. They just do. (laughs) But I just think that it is odd for y'all to be writing think pieces about how they've ruined your precious Lola Bunny because you had a crush on her when you were seven. Did you really want to see You are 34 now, James, and I need for you to grow up. Did you really need bunny titties? Did you really need that? (laughs) You need to ask yourself why you was looking forward to that. Okay, who should go next? I have two more, and I just want to... I'll go with La Mama. La Mama, I'm sorry, my dear, but you're up for elimination. Um... This shocks me none at all, because I remember you showing your ass on America's Best Dance Crew. For, for whatever reason, Lil Mama posted on her Instagram story and later deleted uh, a quote from someone with a name that is clearly Hotep. Like, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to give anybody any, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. just so you know what we're working with. The tweet says, so children are too young to smoke cigarettes, too young to drink alcohol, too young to get a driver's license, too young to go to a club, too young to gamble, too young to rent a car, but old enough to cut off their genitals and or quote unquote change their gender. This is insanity. Hashtag America. To which Lil Mama adds with her own caption, depopulation at any cost. Cat fights, sword fights, used to be a cat, now I'm a dog, whatever to stop new life reproduction. <clears throat> to this, Lil Mama, I want to say that I would like for you and your lip gloss to pop right on off as far away as possible. I'd like it if you could just leave us the fuck alone. I don't know what it is with you niggas and your conspiracy theories that I guess makes you feel like, you know, your third and fourth eye is open and all of that stuff and you just seeing the world through a completely different eye. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You're seeing what everyone else is not, and all the other girls are sheep. I want for you to understand Mm. that this doesn't make any motherfucking goddamn (laughs) earthly sense. It simply does not. Do you know how many fucking ridiculous assumptions that you have to be working under for this to make some fucking sense? First of all, I'm assuming this is in response to um the supreme Zaya Wade. Oh, okay. Was she interviewed by was it Michelle Obama interviewed her, I think? Um uh, I she just think sat down with somebody so? sparkly and black. I yeah, think. I don't remember who exactly, but I do know what you're talking about. Anyhow, you know, that whole thing came up. And so y'all got back into, you know, hating trans people and talking about children. First of all, depopulation great where whatever to stop new life reproduction she says (laughs) great 
First of all, you're assuming that all of these kids are having their genitals removed and having gender reconstruction surgery or whatever it's called at seven, eight or whatever the fuck. You're also assuming that transgender people don't have children or can't have children. I'm very confused about that. (laughs) Why do you think that? And you're also like, do you like even if every person who identifies as trans, non-binary and whatever, even if none of those people had children. Do you really feel like there's going to be deep? Like, what the fuck are y'all smoking during the fucking Pamela James? I need for y'all bitches to find something else to fucking do. (laughs) This is so goddamn stupid. And it is a waste of time. And I want for y'all to just get therapy and address the real issue here. The real issue is you are flabbergasted that young people who identify as trans can have parents that support them yep. through it because you would fucking never it blows your mind <laughs> you know it you know you could have never told your parents about that abortion Lord. you know you could have never told your fucking parents about how you was running around the streets hitting licks you know you could have never told your parents never wanted your parents to know that you was failing all your classes skill skipping all your fucking classes you know that you never wanted to tell your goddamn job, your your parents that you weren't going to get the fucking job that they told you. You know that their parent, your parents or guardians would likely belittle you, treat you like shit for the basics, for the fucking basics. And because you look at trans people as less than human or, yep. you know, an abomination or whatever, something to be disgusted by and ashamed by, but they have parents that support them and love it, love them through it anyway, it's blowing your whole tip mind. You can't handle it. I want you to understand you're better off. IMO. <laughs> you're better off just saying, I hate y'all. I don't understand it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like y'all bitches. And that's just where I'm at. (laughs) Because these conspiracy theories and weird ass hashtags and shit that y'all be bringing up don't make any sense. They literally fucking don't. And y'all always jump around from theory to theory, excuse to excuse, excuse, excuse. And none of them ever make any fucking sense. Just like the many, 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 many things that racists pile up against us don't make any motherfucking sense. Just say, I'm ignorant. I hate y'all. And I'm not going to do nothing about it. And get back to flopping and having an <laughs> unsuccessful musical career. <laughs> Lastly. Woo! Now, (laughs) please, I want to know for all y'all who have (laughs) erected a GoFundMe asking for assistance to get home from from (laughs) All-Star. What was the plan, dearest? What was... (sighs) What was... So... Okay, let's 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 just evaluate. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, you decided that All Star was still up and still on your schedule, even though we're still in the middle of a Pompano Beach, and it's not you know gone anywhere yet. It hasn't. And so you're like, no, I have to see little baby perform. I've got to get a selfie with you know the city girls or whatever, and so. I'm going to Atlanta, right? If there was ever a year 
to have a full plan <laughs> with a beginning and a middle and an end for this goddamn weekend. Say it. I think it would be the one or should be the one where we are amidst a pancreatic. But y'all didn't, you didn't do that. <laughs> I want to understand, does someone need to create a, a, a The Help style book where we get accounts from each of you sure. on how you fucked up? Where you flewed out and got it one way. <laughs> I thought after I'm good, love, and joy that we learned a lesson or something from that. Nope. We did not. So you went out in the Paramount Plus and said, I'm still going to free before 12 in my fashion over jeans. Hopefully get pregnant by a baller. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Or hopefully not, you know, get someone pregnant. But you had no exit plan. And so you have turned to e-bagging to get back. I just want to, I just want to understand. This is less of a read and more of a question. It's an inquiry. It's research. I want to know what the plan was <laughs> because there are so many GoFundMe pages. First of all, many of y'all bitches know that you're like in Boise, Idaho, somewhere or or Des Moines. Is that a place? It is. Most of y'all motherfuckers know <laughs> that you're out somewhere, never been to Atlanta in your life. But for those of you who have created these pages and are Actually, asking people to donate, yeah. I just want to know what the plan was. Why was the return never, ticket not purchased at the same time as the as the going there ticket? I feel like at the very least, let's get confirmation on a way in yep. and a way out. If nothing else. You know, if literally nothing else. And after those are confirmed, let's discuss where you are going to lay your head. Because mm -hmm. I heard that many of y'all were sleeping in the rental. And it's cold. Maybe not as cold in Atlanta right now. But, my dear. Mm -mm. What is that all-star? Nothing. <laughs> the same shit that's at every other party. It's nothing important enough for you to be sleeping in a car in Atlanta for the weekend. Nothing at all. If there's at least a dozen niggas get together and rappers have club appearances and people have babies. Like there's a million of these exactly. every year. All stars, not the only opportunity that you're going to be able to be in the club while Pooh Shiesty is performing. <laughs> I don't so it's like, and again, go out, go do whatever you got your vaccine shot. And so they you're, don't. They don't you know, the green lantern now. They don't have it. They don't have I know, it. I'm being, you know, <laughs> facetious. But, like, I'm saying, though, like, if you are going to go out there and partake in whatever because you just don't give a fuck or whatever, 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 I just want to know how you're doing that in the middle of the Pamela James yeah. with no plan That's on how you're going to get home. It is. Did they find out that you were at the Capitol and then you were <laughs> Don't do that. Put on enough line. Like, I just don't understand how the fuck you're like, I'm finna go to All-Star and whatever happens, happens. I've been to All-Star and it's just not worth all that. 
It's just none of not those worth weekends all that. are. It's not. None of those weekends are. First of all, everybody is poor. And you think that they're still not going to charge you $500 to get in that club? Right. And that's just to get in in general admission. Right. If you want to sit down, that'll be another cool step. <laughs> and if you would like something crisp and cool to drink, that will be another $400 to $500. <laughs> Thank you very much. Each. Thanks. So, like, Because that's the point. Just, so you're going through that. You're going broke yep. just to get into the club with Migos. Mm. And then you possibly getting sick. And you can't go home. <laughs> so where is the fun in the weekend? Because <laughs> this is kind of like hell. <laughs> A wise queen from Philadelphia said, you better elevate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you really not shit. <laughs> Please get up. <laughs> I finished. That is it for me tonight. Oh, God bless everyone. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. I hope. I goes. hope all of you get home safe. <laughs> I really do. And I yeah. mean, the girls been donating too, which is another huge gag for me, because a lot of them have been raising plenty yeah. money. They like a round trip. It a round trip ticket. If you wanted to imagine that, you could have just which is crazy. Got one the first time. I mean, I'm pretty sure Spirit will send you home for $88 plus tax. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. That ain't none of my business. If y'all like y'all it, I love me. it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all that is. Get home safe, though. All right. <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at This Is The Read on social media. Our website is thisistheread.com. You can find our merch at shop3.com. Um, any news for you this week, friend, before we leave? Um, I don't have any news or any um whatever. I actually just popped open Tweet Deck and I'm seeing nothing but Oprah memes. Like <laughs> we've got That's right. We've got like another solid three to four years of Oprah material. Yeah, we do. In terms of the memes. Because the gifts are probably <laughs> the gifts are probably loaded up by this point. So like she was living like these people I'm yeah. sorry. I don't give a fuck. She was these people were talking about legitimate trauma. And like, Oprah was like, what? Un- <laughs> <laughs> like, indescribable pain and trauma and depression. And she was just like, what? what? Oh my God. Let's Girl, bring it back to the baby. Who, who oh, said the baby was oh, going to be a little darky? No. <laughs> what? No, you didn't. <laughs> like, yeah, Oprah was just. She was. She was on one. So, yeah, between Oprah and Vashon, I'm good on the. Um, yeah. I'm good on the gifts for a while. So, yeah. And the WandaVision finale was so good. So, yeah. Those are the things that entertained me. You know, it was Agatha all along. It truly was. And shout out to Katherine Hahn. My God, did you turn that fucking show upside down. It was a very good show. Really good. Mm-hmm. Very well written. It did really great odes to sitcoms from all kinds of decades. And if nothing else, watch Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau get her superpowers and she's coming back in Captain Marvel too and I can't wait to see because she's beefing with Captain Marvel for some reason and I hope they have a badass fight scene and I want her to beat Carol Danvers ass (laughs) even though I love Carol I'm just so excited I love black women with powers I love I'm just such a gay nerd I love superpowered black women so much Amen 
And I love it for you, friend. All right. On that note, we will see y'all next week. <laughs>